This is Tales of Swordfall. Episode 11, Hearts and Fire. Hello, I'm Paul. This is Tales of Swordfall, and who am I with tonight? I'm Lucy. I play Taz Mockwell, the tiefling bard. And I'm Amanda. I play Tabby Tipsy Tail, the tabaxi rogue warlock thing. Yes. I'm Chris. I play Flea the Lizard Folk Fighter. I'm Alex. I play Krakatur, the Air Genasi Barbarian. And the last time we played, uh, you guys killed Willis. Yay! Um, and that was basically the whole episode, except uh, what Morrison left. You guys basically saved his bacon. And he uh, left to go on his own adventure. Um, Ray left. And she yes. left to go on her own adventure. <laughs> and, uh... Huh? Cry oh. every time. <laughs> yeah. I, it was sad. It was sad to edit. I can tell you that much. Um, Pro tip. Do not listen to Jaina's WoW theme during emotional moments. <laughs> I will have to keep that in mind. Ah, so, uh, we basically left you in an alley with a bunch of dead bodies and your one who were once your allies they're they're starting to leave um do we want to where do you guys want to go from here that's the next question um because some of you are wanted criminals i think i still need to pick up my armor from the armorsmith yeah we can't leave swordfall before doing that I think we need a bounty, too, but... Uh, your bounty yeah. left with Ray. She took the body. Didn't we lose him? Don't we have evidence that we killed him, though? Even uh, if we don't have the body? You know, I'm gonna say sure, you do have evidence. So you can cash in the uh, bounty. Are we still doing the stone thing? Because I can see where the next stone is. Yeah. Is it, um, was it with Willis before or not with Willis? The next stone is with a guy named Clarkson, uh, okay. who's going to have an event of Dragon Dice, and whoever wins that event will get it. Unless you guys, like, I don't know, steal it beforehand or whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I say we cash in our bounty, and I grab my stuff. And then we go back to the apartment and make a plan for what we're doing for the Dragon Dice tournament. Sounds like a plan. Um, I do want to get some ammo for this gun. Okay. And cool. uh, the previous gun that I had before had the special bullets in it, and the gun that I received last time, how many bullets? You didn't tell me. So. Um, I'm going to say it has six normal sure. bullets. Uh, Krakatur needs to get a new weapon. <laughs> yeah, I want to oh, shop yeah. too. So. I think we're all going to go shopping. Yes. Yep. Okay, sounds like you guys are going to have to go back into town and finish up a few things and uh, 
while also get back into that town. Are you guys going to go directly through the north gate, or are you going to pick one of the other gates? Uh, I think, at the very least, Tabby needs to find an alternate way around, because her poster was actually accurate. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, so um, I am going to do that. Okay. Um, and is anyone going to go with Tabby, or you're going to let her go alone? Lee, you should come with me. Yeah, okay, why not? I'll go with. What did you need to do today, Flea? Is there anything? And I saw you pick up a pen, and I don't think I did not see that, because I did. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, that's, well, that's I was going to buy some more arrows. I'm kind of running low, actually. Very good. I just want to warn you. When that thing blows up, it might it will take off your hand. And probably your head as well. So... Do not light it unless you want to die. I'll be careful. Have you seen dynamite before? Uh, yeah, my father used to craft dynamite. Uh, you can give me a history to see if you are actually even familiar with uh, dynamite, Flea. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, apparently your father did craft dynamite? <laughs> he sure did. Yep. Okay. As long as you know. Wow. Yeah, you light, the, you light the little end and it blows up. Yep, and it takes up a, takes out a whole chunk of wall or door or head or hands or whole body. Yep, that's how it works. So we'll do the simplest way back into town first. Uh, Krakatur and uh, Taz. Um, so it is night. It is very much nighttime now. Um, the Lines are slowing down to get back into Swordfall because, you know, night stuff. And, um, yeah. Do you guys, uh, want to just go through the New York Gate? Well, since it's nighttime, our booths pretty much closed down for the night. And, uh, yeah, in the world market, definitely booths are closed down. Um, so, our only option really is just to go back to Taz's uh, place. Yeah. And maybe take a long rest and heal up all that jazz. Uh, I mean, that's fine with me. I used a lot, so I could use a refresh. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting at 8 uh, HP, so a rest sounds really good right about now. Okay. That sounds like a good idea. Um, I still will try to find an alternate route to Taz's place, so not to be seen and sticking to shadows. Cool. You can come with me if you want, or you can stay with them. It's fine. We'll go shopping tomorrow morning. Okay, I'll go with you. Uh, I probably should take off my bandana, and I do so. <laughs> and the disco bandana goes away. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Tabby, give me an investigation roll. Let's see what you can find, where you can find, etc., etc. 23. Uh, so, leading to a, uh, you start investigating, and you notice there are, um, well, I guess they wouldn't look like, uh, what is that thing called? The thieves can't. 
since you can read every language now, uh, you notice that there are a lot of scrolls, uh, scrawlings all about, saying a bunch of different things. And as you get cl closer to the wall over here, um, you notice that there is probably a small drainage hole about here that it looks like someone has jimmied the grate just enough that people can actually lift it up and get through the gate without being detected. Um, okay, Tabby will say, Evely, what do you think? Do you think that grate is safe? you think we can go down there? Yeah, I think so. Maybe we'll even find Stu along the way or something. Who knows? I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah, so, technically it's been like four or five hours since you've seen him. <laughs> uh, that's what we do. We kind of like shimmy our way down there. And uh, it's not a very long tunnel. It's not a very twisting tunnel. It's a straight up um, made for drainage type uh, wall thing. Wall grate. And uh, you come out on the other side and you find yourself in the mercenary district. Well, that's pretty easy. Very convenient. Yep. Uh, Krakatur and Taz. You, yes. you guys wait in line to get back into the town. And, um, you know, there's a bunch of guards. There's no more guards harassing uh, halflings anymore about contraband. And let's see if they can identify you by the posters at all, which they get disadvantage on because they're so bad. <laughs> nope. Sucks to suck, guards. Yeah, I mean, they do stop you, they look at you, you know, they kind of like how you entered, they're like, okay, this one's a Genasi, and that's a Genasi on that poster. Oh, nope. God. It's okay. <laughs> they don't look like each other. And they also do that to Taz, you know, just maybe linger on you a little bit too long, but, you know, they decide that you don't look like you. The wanted poster that's up on the wall and uh you guys easily make your way through okay so should we meet up back at my apartment for the night um, um sounds like a plan yeah i was gonna say do you want to just like fast forward it that you guys met up went to the apartment slept and we're in the next morning honestly me yeah, I was going to say that sounds good, because I don't imagine Taz or Krakatur exchanging many words in this moment. They're both probably pretty... Well, I can speak for Krakatur, I can't speak for Taz, but he's pretty shook about the uh, departure of their his new and dear friend. Yeah, Taz has had a rough night. I think all she wants to do is go to bed. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Uh... Any last things that Flea and or Tabby want to do before we uh, end the day? And... Today, it's nice. It's been a very rough night, my friends. It is all time to recuperate and just take in all the momentous things that have occurred. I think now would be a good time, Flea, to break out the mysterious alcohol that we picked up earlier. And we should definitely 
you know, raise our glasses and pour one out for our fallen. I think that's nice. And uh, I don't know if I have it or you do, but I don't remember. Uh, we'll, we'll grab it out and I'll pour it for everybody if I'm the one who has it. Not that she's fallen. I mean, she's gone and she's not here, so I feel like she's dead, but she's, she's alive. But... Oh, we'll miss her. And um, Taz, as they pour out the one little... I, are you doing this inside her apartment or outside her apartment? Um, <laughs> inside. Yeah, probably inside. <laughs> my pot, my as... potted plant. <laughs> yeah, in a potted plant. As soon as it hits the potted plant, you can definitely hear some kind of sizzling noise. That's and, even what's good. <laughs> and, and the plant kind of like looks... Not like totally wilted or dead, but like it suddenly need like you haven't watered it for a little bit. So yeah, uh, both of you give me a Constitution saving roll, uh, or whoever is drinking, give me a Constitution saving roll. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Both of you get pretty inco- uh, pretty intoxicated. Wow, very intoxicated within like the first few shots. Um, and you have for the rest of the night. You have really interesting, slightly nightmarish dreams. Like, it never gets bad enough that you wake up, but it never gets good enough that it's restful sleep. Okay. Okay. Uh, no one knocks at the door during the night. Nothing really happens. You are in an apartment, so you guys are relatively safe. And, uh, the morning comes. Um... Tabby and Flea probably wake up a little bit later than everybody else. Um, <laughs> but not hungover, at least. And, okay, uh, let's get our ducks in a row and see what happens. So, Taz needs to get her armor. Right? Correct. Um, Krakatur wants a new weapon. Yeah, I want to go to the weapon shop as well to try to find uh, either special arrows or special bow or just some more arrows in general, too. Okay. Yeah, same here. I uh, want to see if I can get a better rapier and some bullets. Cool. Um, so it sounds like you're going to go first up to the Artisan District and go back to that one dwarf who was super happy about um, making, uh, well, upgrading armor than making kitchen, kitchen knives. And uh, you walk through the streets, uh, it seemed like it rained and maybe iced over just a little over the night. It's a very cold morning. Um, you can see your like breath as you go out. Um, it's just a generally frosty day. Uh, not, because of this, there's like not a lot of people out on the streets right now. Um, if there were are any cafes with outdoor seating. It looks like that outdoor seating has been 
totally abandoned. Uh, but once you get to the Artisan District, you can still hear people uh, out and about working. You can hear wood being carved or chopped and um, all the blacksmiths out. Probably the blacksmiths are the warmest people right now because, you know, they forge. You make your way through the district and uh, you find yourself back at the uh, uh, Lady Dwarf blacksmith and uh, she is pounding metal. She looks kind of bored. But as you can see, like, in the back, um, proudly displayed, your armor is there. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Um, I'm here to pick up my order. Yes, um, just a second. Uh, she gives whatever she's working on, like, three more hits and squelches it in some kind of liquid. And um, she goes to the only, it's like one of those um, torso mannequins, and it seems like the only one she has, and it looks really out of place, and uh, she takes it off, uh, that, and hands it to you. It's lovely, thank you so much. I uh, got a little enthusiastic, did a little bit more to it. But, um, I hope you enjoy. I tip her ten gold. And she looks super happy about that. Uh, Krakatur steps forward to the blacksmith. Um, good morn, woman. I have heard that you are an expert craft. And I uh, was hoping that you might know how to craft weapons from a foreign place. Well, I am a dwarf, and around here that's kind of considered, uh, foreign. Uh, are you familiar with the weapons of the Siabo people? Oh, let's see. <laughs> she has to roll a history check real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you can give me, like, dimensions, uh, I can make something proper better. Krakatur reaches into his pocket and pulls out what looks to be, like, a piece of cloth or, like, papyrus or something. Uh-huh. And it has the image of what looks to be, like, a Nodachi sword. Um, and he hands it to her. This is a traditional weapon used by the greatest defenders and warriors of my people. Many of pirates have fallen at the blades, crafted like this. Do you think you could make something like this? It's like just a big, big booty sword. Oh, uh, yeah. Big booty katana. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm, I'm a weeb. Uh, yes, well. <laughs> Studied East Asian history for like two years. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of hard not to get into that weeby territory when you do that. Um so, yeah, she looks at it, she kind of, like, squints at it, she, like, moves, you know, rotates the tape, uh, uh, the paper, and, uh, what thickness do you want it? Hmm. Yeah, he, he kind of puts his hands at a point where you, it's actually thinner than you would think for someone of his size. About 
yay thick and it's like it's like maybe like an inch and a half or two she looks at the the thing and uh you expect it to be like this big and it she spans her arms and it's like a maybe about normal katana size no 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 big (laughs) he spreads his arms out and his wingspan's like this big and it's like you know it it should fit in two of his hands and be hard to wield with one hand for someone of his size she looks at it and uh she's like okay uh hold that right there and um she gets out basically string can you lean down a little he he basically does the catcher's squat yeah and she like measures it and she um you know like with one finger somehow cuts the rope with her thumb and um she's like this is just the blade right ah yes yes just the blade she she looks at it, she smiles, and uh, she looks back at Taz, like your friends. So do I. And uh, she looks at your other two companions. Well, any anything else? Is this just an armor shop, not a? Oh, she's she does armor and she does weapons, but a lot of people hire her to do kitchen knives. And she's not enthusiastic about that. I would like one Ginsu, please. No, I'm kidding. Um, Hardy, har, har. I'm looking for a nice new rapier. Maybe one with magical effects, maybe one with more oomph to it. What kind? Something with some oomph. She gives you a smirk. I think I can give you some oomph. And, uh... She, you know, she asks you about the size, too. Like, what what size do you want? Like, probably nothing like his size. She points at Krakatur. Uh, no, about the size of this one? And she uh, slides her rapier out of its hilt. And uh, she starts checking it over. Um, like, she... If you don't stop her, she literally takes it out of your hands and starts, like, uh, you know, seeing how it's balanced and everything. Actually, you know what? Let's retcon that and ask for bullets instead. Because I do pack weapon, so I can't really get a rapier. <laughs> <laughs> I summoned my own rapier. Ah, it doesn't go up. Yeah. Damn it. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, Time reverses. <laughs> retconned. Yeah. Oops. Um, I'm looking for some bullets, perhaps of the magical persuasion. Uh, she takes a bullet from you, and she looks at it, and uh, she feels it in her hand. She literally like licks the um, not the jacket, the actual bullet part. She- uh, Tabby puts her hand. This one is wyvern bullet. You may not want to lick this. Ah, wyvern poison, huh? She looks at it anyways, and she looks completely fine. 
Yep, that's a uh, wyvern po poison, all right. I can't help you with the poison, uh, but I can make a bullet that, uh, well, stores the po poison better. That would be uh, most excellent. And maybe, what, what kind of other bullets can you make? I don't know, I've never made them. Hmm. Well, there's a first time for everything, I suppose. Haha. <laughs> she nods and she's like, uh, this will uh, take a little bit. Um, I'll have to ask around and uh, see if anybody has any. Uh, I guess you mold these and she uh, points to the uh, bullet tips. Um, the jack, the, the this part, she points to the jacket, it doesn't look too hard. Um, yeah. Is uh, is there anyone else around here that might make bullets? Uh, you can check at the, um... Guns and ammo shop across the street. Yeah, actually, I was about to say something along that lines. Um, I mean, you can check either in the, um, smith quarters in the open arm, uh, open... That. Smith's quarter at the world market. Uh, they have more exotic things, um... If I have to guess, this looks like, um, some kind of technology from Orzag. Ah, uh, it is very possible. I will do that. Thank you. Stay tuned for the next part of this episode. Please consider listening to these podcasts. Welcome to a special episode of Where the Wild Things Roll. My name is John and I will be your host and DM for this 5th edition actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast set in the world of Ravarna. This podcast might be a tad different from others you've listened to. The two players will be my 12-year-old son Kinnick and my 10-year-old daughter Kaylee as they learn to play D&D through their very first campaign. We will pick up with our adventurers as they finish their time at Paduke's Adventurers Guild as they take their practical exams in dungeoneering, magical beasts, weapons and armor, puzzle solving, diplomacy, history of the world, and magical cause and effect before they are set out into the world. Can our two adventurers pass their classes and become full-fledged members of the Adventurers Guild? You'll have to tune in and find out next time on Where the Wild Things Roll. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe.